Lucas, the world seems to be going crazy today. Yeah, it does. Why don't we talk about what electricity dogs and psychologists have to do with it and how it can help us today. What? This is the You Do You podcast, where we talk about healing, growing and thriving so that you can be free to do you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the You Do You podcast. Hello. Hang on a sec. I'm Cheryl. (laughs) And I'm Lucas. (laughs) And today we wanted to just um, have a quick chat about something that we've been discussing between ourselves and we think it's actually quite a relevant topic at the moment. It's helplessness. Yeah. We wanted to have a quick chat about helplessness because we're kind of seeing it we're kind of seeing it everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people are um, struggling with feelings of helplessness or feeling powerlessness mm-hmm. uh, just with everything that's going on around them. And it's not necessarily just with the pandemic and everything that's happening, but it's all the effects of that and just the issues of everyday life that mm. are being impacted and people feeling really down because they feel like there's nothing they can do about certain situations mm, and things mm. that are happening in their lives and around them. Well, 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 how would you define helplessness, Cheryl? I think a feeling of of being so out of your depth and feeling really disempowered mm. where something's going on and, um, and you know, in, in your mind at least you're buying into the belief that there's really nothing you can do Mm, and mm. so um yeah so then that has quite a quite an incredible impact on your life in general yeah yeah it's kind of like uh you lose control and and Mm. it's connected to the idea of uh responsibility because uh response responsible means response able Mm. Right, and so when you feel helplessness, mm. uh, it feels like you you are not able to respond, or or any response has has got no no uh, impact yeah. uh, on that. So, and that's that's how a lot of people are feeling at the moment when when there's something so out of out of uh, people's controls mm. that lack of uh, being able to respond really impacts people. And there's it's really interesting. There's a lot of uh, work uh, in psychology around this. Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm not too sure if you want to yeah, just yeah. start with that. Yeah. So yeah. so basically, in the late '60s, there was a, a psychologist called Martin Seligman mm-hmm. um, who who just started uh, to to study this idea of helplessness. Yeah. And that's where we get the idea of learned helplessness: how people get into situations where they get stuck in in that feeling, and they, they, there's some really horrible. Um, experiments that were done with with poor little dogs mm. um, to to kind of uh, get these insights. But um, back in uh, the late sixties, um, some of the the original uh, experiments around the topic were where they would put uh, little dogs in in these uh, cages that had two uh, two areas. Mm-hmm. One area could get like uh, electrified so, so that it gave the dogs. 
a shock and then there was an, an area that they could move to yeah. if when they got the shock. So then they had different groups of, of dogs and some of them um, were in, in a cage where they could escape and some of them were in cages where they couldn't escape mm -hmm. uh, the shocks. Um, and so they they would go through this this process. And so that was the, the first part of, of the experiment where they, they would be in those cages. Yeah. But then the second part was that all the same, all the dogs would be put in a cage where they could escape, mm -hmm. right? So they, and, and by escape, all that it meant is that they could move over to the, the other part of the, of the cage right. uh, where, where it wasn't uh, electrified. And basically what they found was that the dogs that had gone through that initial part where they couldn't escape, um, when they were shocked in the second part where they could escape, they would still not move. So they would remain in, in, that, in that place where they were getting the electric shocks and they would whimper. Right. But they, they kind of, it, it's what gets called, they learned that helplessness mm. that they they couldn't because they kind of went through that experience of not being able to do right. anything it kind of like made them feel stuck yeah. in that position even when there was a way to to get out and that mm. and like you see that you see that a lot mm. with with people it's kind of like the experiences that that they go through especially mm. when it's something really like a traumatic or difficult where, where things are out of their control mm. um, or they're perceived as being out of their control. Mm. Um, even later on when, when they're in situations where they can make things better and improve, it's kind of like they, they get stuck mm. um, in that place of, of um, yeah, of real pain and, and suffering when it, when it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think... So that is so true and I think that, um, you know, we've all had feelings like, like that at some point mm. and the thing for me is that it actually is very real, mm. okay? So even though in, you know, in their experience, in that experiment, they had, uh, you know, they had gone through this experience of um, being shocked mm. and so now they're, they're okay, they're not going to be shocked if they go through mm. But it's very real. So for me, um, you know, for us going through different things in life, it's obviously very similar. Mm. But what do you do? Because it, it does become a very real thing. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I've just been thinking a lot about the power of our thoughts mm. in relation to all of this. Yeah. Because the... Our thinking, the thoughts that we create, that we ruminate on, become our reality. Mm. And so what do you do? Like it's okay, you know, I get that, what you're saying, and I think, yeah, I can just see how that plays out. Mm. But what can you actually do then if that becomes my reality yeah. and I'm feeling I've gone through something and I'm now feeling, okay, I'm just powerless in this situation, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and the thought has taken root and now it's my reality. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's um, that's a, a difficult question, and I, I think that's that's why there are people mm. out there to to help uh, someone who who has found themselves in that in that stuck position. In, in a way, it's kind of like related to you know the stories of of like a 
uh, an animal that's been in a zoo cage mm. that they they uh, they've lived in this cage and they pace, but then they try to release them into the wild. Mm. But even though they're free, they continue to pace. Yeah, they're still kind of moving in that mm. same same size space because mentally mm. it's it the cage is has been has been created and i think mm. part of it which is kind of connected to the second sort of seligman went on to develop uh, his research further and, and kind of identified three main areas that, that kind of determine mm. whether someone is going to the way that they perceive the experience yeah. whether they're going to be more likely to be stuck uh, and there, there were three kind of uh, parameters, um, and and one of them was whether the, the the experience was perceived as global or specific. Mm-hmm. So uh, are they are they experiencing this as um, this is uh, this happens to me uh, sort of across all domains, or can they they bring it into um, into just one area. So, for example, maybe... Sorry, can I just interrupt? What do you mean by global and specific? Are you, are you talking about within the individual? Or, yeah, yeah. Right. So so let's say if I'm in a situation yeah. which is difficult, mm-hmm. if I'm perceiving, uh, there's two ways that I can kind of perceive that yeah. in, in terms of the, the context of that experience. Mm-hmm. I can either see that experience as um, as something that covers my whole life, so it's it's global, right? Um, or I can perceive it as a, a specific part of, right. of my life. So maybe okay. just to do with my career, or, or just to do with my relationships. And you kind of see that mm. with with many people, where you know they they have amazing careers, but they they struggle with with right. relationships, right? And yeah. they 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 kind of have that mm. those two different those two different perspectives. Mm. Um, so if you're perceiving um, something. Uh, from a global perspective, that this bad thing is happening across my whole life, mm. um, that is more likely to 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 put you in a in in a cage, right. um, because it's there's no escape from a global uh, perspective. Mm. If you see this as this is just another example of how I don't have control in my life, mm. Mm. Um, that that becomes a cage for mm. you. Um, the the other kind of angle is 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 sort of uh, the same kind of thing, but thinking of it in terms of uh, time. Mm-hmm. So, is this stable? That basically, it's it's going to remain the same across time, or is this uh, like a uh, he called it an unstable, but it's kind of like a specific time frame? Is this going to be happening for for a small amount of time? Mm-hmm. So, if you kind of see it as global, meaning it it happens across my whole life, and that it's stable, that it's going to remain this way for as long as yeah indefinitely mm. again you're going to be more likely to to fall into into that cage mm. um experience and and the last the last one was uh, kind of that that idea of the locus of control of of where whether you're seeing the experience as something that the cause of it is external from you mm. that you've got no control over mm-hmm. or are you seeing um even some aspect of it as having some internal control mm. <clears throat> And again, if you're seeing it as external, you you're more likely to to have to be to fall into that cage mindset and, and experience because it it feels like you've got no control and and that's kind of the the link of of how you can um, protect yourself 
from that feeling of learned helplessness. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the difficulty that 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 you face, if you can um, sort of uh, contain your your thinking mm-hmm. to 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 make it a, this is a specific issue, uh, so it's only a, applicable to this part of my life. If you can try to contain that, or if you can think of uh, containing it by time, this is only be going to be happening for a certain amount of time, or if you can identify even one aspect of of where you can have some control mm. over it, even if it's a small part, even if you think of the control of I'm going to control my attitude mm. through this experience, mm. um, it's it it keeps that that kind of sense of power within you mm-hmm. so that that external circumstance doesn't put you in that uh, mindset of of learned helplessness mm-hmm. where then when things do improve you 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 don't see it right yeah 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 i think um i think for someone who who maybe sees this as global mm-hmm. meaning across everything mm. in their in their life mm. um, it's really difficult to to isolate just one particular area mm. and so I was just wondering you know if what what you are or what you know of mm. what can be done um, in a practical way mm. for um, for maybe someone who's in that position where it's across a number it's across multiple areas mm-hmm. and um, and feeling really stuck and uh yeah feeling like you know you, you can't actually break out of this cage mm. just like the dogs were mm, mm. feeling okay this is it you know you've been conditioned it's your reality and it's across multiple areas and it's just too hard yeah uh, so that's that's where the the pictures that you see in your mind and the words that you that mm. you say to yourself inside your mind yeah. are so important mm. because they dictate mm. what what that experience what you're going to experience out of a circumstance mm. and um, part of those pictures and words are to magnify mm. to increase to to put your focus on the things that you've got control over yeah. because um, we've talked about focus being uh, like a, like something that makes whatever you focus on, it makes it bigger in your mind. Yeah. And so, um, if you can put your focus on the the even the small things that you've got control over, mm. um, it it keeps it, it kind of reduces the that cage, that sense of the the cage. Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 is is the key mm-hmm. to really. Um, Whenever you're thinking of something, to try to catch yourself and going, yeah. am I am I thinking about? Am I uh, hold on, Lucas? Um, is what I'm thinking about something that's within my control, mm. or is it something that that is you know happening somewhere else in the world? I've got no no ability to influence mm. or impact that. Mm. Um, and if it is, if you are thinking in that global sense that you've got no no power over. Mm. Um, that is when you've got to catch it and go, hold on, I'm going to focus on what I've got control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, even if it's a small little thing, mm. that's what I've, I can control. And it might be I can control my attitude about it. Yeah. I can control how much time 
I spend ruminating about this. Mm. I can mm. control what I choose to ruminate about. Yeah. Um, and so that I think that that's yeah yeah, yeah a, a way. And I think also something that I know you've helped me with is understanding how our thoughts um, we can carve out this really deep kind of pathway in our thinking um, mm. which then seems to be permanent <laughs> but that it can actually change. Mm. And um, just even knowing that, you know, you don't necessarily have to just believe that straight away but but even exploring the, right. the concept that, wow, maybe I can change this way of thinking, that in itself I think you know, is um, is something that can help to create, uh, you know, feelings of hope. Yeah, right? yeah, that, wow. That something could possibly be done about this. Mm. I'm not stuck in this forever. That there's a way in which um, that there are ways in which we can uh, we can retrain the pathway in which these thoughts are traveling. Yeah. So out of that, the the key thing then is even if even if you are feeling this is outside of my control, mm. it feels like it's permanent, it feels like it's outside, just keeping that that thought, the potential that mm. it could be yeah. different or that there could <clears throat> be a way out is is like keeping that that hope mm. is mm. is so critical. Yeah. 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 And I think that, yeah, I think that that definitely is something encouraging. Um, and I think also really knowing you know, when you were talking before about mm. focusing on what we do have control of rather mm. than what we don't, um, we actually do have control of the actual thought, mm. right? So even though it looks like my life's falling apart, mm. you know, I seem to not have control over any of this, mm. but yeah just even um having this spark mm. of it can be it it can be different mm. it can be different and there are certainly ways in which we can do something mm. to you know to help to help us on that journey mm. and i know even for myself the experience that i've had coming um you know just coming from earlier in my life from a lot of trauma for example, escaping domestic violence mm. where you can feel so entrapped in a situation and uh, and it just seems like there's no way out of this. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but I think for me, you know, just focusing on something small that, that I do have control of mm. um, and then that just grew, mm. you know, and... Um, I can't sort of really explain it as well as probably what you can because I know you've helped me to be able to, um, yeah, to be able to to see the the psychological aspect mm. of how someone comes through that journey. Yeah. Because for me it was more. You've lived it. Yeah, I lived it and mm. it was quite organic. Mm. It was, you know, I'm in this situation kind of feeling stuck. You're, you're trying to do whatever you can mm. to improve the situation. It's not improving. It escalates and um, and you don't have to wait till 
it reaches that fever pitch stage, mm. you know. And, and even for people who are listening at the moment, I, I mean, it could be anything, right? I'm talking about domestic violence. It could be anything at all. Mm. You, you kind of see through. that. You, you see it equally like in people feeling stuck in their jobs. Yeah. And people just kind of give up and just go, oh, I'm just going to yeah. do this thing that I hate, but I've got to do it. And yeah. so you see the same kind of people feeling stuck yeah. and being stuck. Yeah, yeah, And um you know, I was just thinking, I was thinking about, okay, well, what are, what are some practical ways in which, um, in which someone can change the course of this journey that, that they're on? And uh, if, if we go back to the power of our mind mm. and our thoughts mm. and uh, something I know that's made a difference for me, for example, is uh, guided meditations, mm-hmm. right, where it, I personally have always found it difficult to just be able to meditate. Mm. You know, of course, the idea of just kind of taking the load off your mind for a while mm. so you can even begin to think clearly mm. is a huge thing in itself, right? Mm. Um, and a lot of people, myself included, it's really difficult to actually be able to do that. But I've found that guided meditations can make a huge difference Mm. in helping to just be able to come to a place of inner peace, Mm. right, and and inner peace in this instance, meaning a mind that is, uh, you know, that that you can control, okay, Um, that it doesn't have to be on overdrive all the time. Mm -hmm. Because when you do come to a place of, being able to quieten the mind for a while, you can then see more clearly what to do about mm-hmm. your situation. When you've got a million thoughts running around and you're ruminating on all of these, it's almost impossible to see a way through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you can, um, yeah, if you can take steps to be able to at least, you know, get that mind to be still mm. for a while and uh, and you actually then also feel more in control. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Because that's something you can do. You can do something about your own state. Yeah. And I think, first of all, that's a belief in itself, mm. which, you know, it's important to be able to take hold of that. Um, and I know, yeah, in my own personal journey, coming to a place of, of that belief mm. has made a big difference in then being able to do something about my situation and being able to move forward. And I really like that because it it's starting at the place that's closest to you. Mm. Uh, you know, you know when people when when we think about oh, what can I have uh, influence and control over? Mm. You know, we, we we might think of the things a little bit apart from us, but mm. starting mm. at that inner place mm. is a really powerful mm. uh place and it and it and it literally doesn't have to be you know stopping for an hour and being able to have that quiet place mentally for an hour mm. it can be i'm going to do it for five minutes for one minute mm. and mm. just just maintaining that and taking control over that one minute or five minutes yeah and then once you have that mm. and you develop that, yeah. then it expands. And that, that's the same principle 
across many different areas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's something all of us can do. Mm. And and it is a practice. It's, you know, it's something, it's like a muscle, right, mm. that the more, um, the more you put into it, um, the stronger mm. that it becomes. Um, I was also thinking about uh, about the influence of others <laughs> and how that contributes to feelings of helplessness. Mm. And, uh, you know, the conversations that we have, well, first of all, you know, we were talking about the internal dialogue that happens, right, mm. that we can have control of, but also the conversations that we're having with others. And I think in the environment we're living at the moment, there's, there is there is a lot of uncertainty and there seems to be just so much, you know, division. Mm. And people have got different opinions on, you know, what's happening in the world, on everything <laughs> at the moment. And it can, yeah, you know, it's it can be really intense. Mm. But I was thinking about that's about the fact that this is another area that we we can control. Mm. If we're having a conversation and it's producing feelings of anxiety or fear or apprehension mm. or you know to check that mm. to check it and right. and you know what what kind of company are we are we keeping mm. like if we're you know, if we're keeping company that is contributing to um, really that negative mm. frame of mind and feelings um, of powerlessness, then it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, right. right. Um, and so I think we all need to really evaluate the the company that we're keeping, the conversations that we're having. Mm. And... Um, yeah, and and to just you know to to take those to take them in check. Yeah, really. right. And and maybe that the the three filters that that uh, Seligman identified mm. is like a really great filter to to be listening out for in conversations. Mm-hmm. Is this conversation making the the challenge or, or whatever we're facing as something that is making me feel that this is a global thing that is beyond my control and it uh, feels like it's going to continue forever. If if the conversation is kind of amplifying those things, mm. that's that's your trigger to, to know, oh, hold on, I need to to either shift the conversation to what we do have control over yeah. um, or I need to start having different kinds of conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where there's some other points that you're oh, going to make in relation that, to that, that that's, or, right. that's for me the yeah the key yeah, thoughts yeah yeah um, yeah so I I just think at this you know during this period in time that it's important for us to uh, to be aware of um, when we are feeling helpless when we are feeling powerless to be able to first of all identify it. Mm. And then know that there are things that we can do mm. about it. And like you said, it could start, you know, in a in a small area, um, and then develop from there. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, something else we can do is listen to and read things that inspire <laughs> and empower. Mm. And I recently reread uh, um, the book by Viktor Frankl, and mm. Uh, and, you know, even though he was in that situation in those concentration camps, right. um, the resilience of spirit that he developed was incredible and that 
um, had such a powerful impact on the way that he navigated a journey that in, you know, by all means um, was one that reflected extreme powerlessness mm. and helplessness, mm. right? Because you're literally, you know, there's there's nothing you can do. Mm. The thing is that um, he, uh, he was connected to that, I guess the um, the power that he did have within him, right. even though that was taken externally, mm. and he went through all of this. But that, uh, yeah, that incredible resilience of spirit, and mm. I believe that we've all got that within mm. us. Mm. Um, and there are so many people, you know, you look at Nelson Mandela, or mm. there's there's so many people that have demonstrated it is possible, no matter what your circumstances are no matter what your situation is to rise up mm. to overcome mm. and and to you know to be able to break free yeah. from that and so i think you know definitely we've talked about a few different ways in which and what we can do mm -hmm. right um but yeah but the listening what you know what's coming in <laughs> right because that's going to influence mm. um how we feel as well mm. so just yeah, just taking time to evaluate that as well. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much great stuff out there mm. that, you know, that we can um, we can access that's free, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, so. Which reminds mm. us people should subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Because this yeah. is. This is what. This we is, want it to be. Yeah. This is what, what, yeah, what it will be like. And um we want to be able to just share our journey and some of the things that we've learned. We mm. want to be able to encourage and, um, and yeah, to to lift others up during this period as well. Mm. Uh, and we've got we've got a number of amazing guests that we've got lined up mm. that oh, uh, we're going yes. to be yeah that we're going to be also talking with. So we'd love you guys to subscribe to join us and yeah. Yeah, let's keep on chatting. I like it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, we loved having your company. Remember to subscribe and let's catch up again next week.